0: This is going to be a very important advance in the field of veterinary cardiology. Dogs have walked outside the same day as the procedure. It is truly minimally invasive. Compared to open heart surgery, the recovery is the most satisfying thing. Some dogs, we have reduced the
1: leak down to almost nothing. This new procedure has completely revolutionized how mitral valve disease can be treated.
0: This will become standard of care at some point.
1: Today we have a very special guest, the honor and the privilege, the great Dr. Chris Orkin. He is a veterinary heart surgeon at Colorado State University, one of the top cardiothoracic veterinary surgeons in the world. He's basically the OG of veterinary heart surgery. And he's highly regarded for starting the first veterinary open heart surgery program in the world. Thank you so much for joining us.
0: Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm not sure I'm worthy of that introduction.
1: It's amazing to have you here and we're so excited to share this amazing new medical breakthrough.
0: I'm very excited about this new procedure. Mitral valve disease, without a doubt, is the most important heart disease in dogs. It is one of the most common reasons why an older dog will die, especially a small breed dog. Approximately 7% of dogs will get this disease. Once animals go into congestive heart failure and need diuretics, their survival is in terms of months. We feel quite confident that this procedure is going to prolong that. How much, we don't know. It all started with a trip to Shanghai, January of 2020. The concept of a less invasive beating heart mitral valve repair had already been established in human patients. Something close to 150,000 human patients have had this procedure. And the company in Shanghai, known as Hongyu Medical, decided to make a canine-specific device. No such device was really available in the Western world. When I Saw that the Chinese had developed a device to do edge-to-edge repair, I was very interested, and I signed up to go to Shanghai to see what it was about. Because of the COVID pandemic, we were there just as the pandemic was breaking out. We came home and it was a year before we were able to try this in dogs in the western world.
1: This is so recent.
0: I give this company, Hongyu Medical, a lot of credit for making a canine device. They've been super supportive of us to help us bring this to dogs in the west.
1: When do we ever get to give good news when there is heart failure? It's always the beginning of the end. This has completely changed everything. Short of a very invasive open heart procedure that's out of reach for almost everybody, we didn't really have anything to offer these heart patients. And now there's this new procedure that's completely revolutionized how mitral valve disease can be treated for so many patients.
0: Yeah, see, that's exactly the way we think of it. As someone who does open heart surgery and has done open heart surgery on small dogs with mitral valve disease, there really isn't anything that you can conceive of that's more invasive and perhaps risky than open heart surgery on a small older dog. Open heart surgery basically means you're going to get access directly to the mitral valve in order to repair it. The mitral valve is inside the heart. So in order to do open heart surgery, you need to divert all the blood from the patient to a machine, the heart is stopped so that you do the repair. It's got very limited availability, it's expensive, it involves international travel, so it doesn't have the ability to help very many dogs. This procedure on the other hand is appealing for a couple of reasons. One, by nature, it's a beating heart procedure relatively low risk. We've now done approaching 50 patients over the last two years with no dogs dying during the procedure and greater than 97% dogs being alive by discharge. Another reason why this is potentially exciting is that in the future, it can be done by multiple centers. We have the privilege of pioneering it. Doing a procedure for the first time had its challenges, but we were able to work through it mostly because of the amazing team that we have at Colorado State. We are currently doing one or two cases per week, but we're also very involved with training other centers. All of the veterinarians on these centers first came to Colorado State University to see the procedure and learn about it. And then we have traveled to those centers to help them start their program. We currently have six active centers, and we have plans to open at least two or three more in the U.S., and more centers in Europe and one in South America. We've been to the U.K., we've been to Paris, we've been to Milan, Illinois is starting a program, VCA West Los Angeles, Tufts has started a program. We have plans to go to Brazil and two more programs in France are interested in starting programs. We are very committed to training other centers and making sure that they benefit from the things that we've learned about doing this procedure. So one of the very appealing things about this will be availability and safety given that there are approximately 7 million dogs in the U.S. alone with degenerative mitral valve disease, oh. we need a lot of more centers. Yeah. And the other thing I would say about this procedure is how quickly dogs recover. Yeah. I've truly been amazed. Dogs have walked outside the same day as the procedure it is truly minimally invasive virtually all dogs walk outside the morning after the procedure they can generally be discharged from the hospital on the first or second post-operative day and we usually clear them to travel home by the third or fourth day compared to open-heart surgery The recovery is the most satisfying thing and what makes me as a heart surgeon feel very good about doing this procedure. We are getting better and better at doing the technique and reducing the leak. Some dogs, we have reduced the leak down to almost nothing. What we would predict is that dog will die of something other than heart disease. The oldest dog that we've done, I believe is 14. We do not have a limit on age for this procedure. So long as they look relatively healthy otherwise, there is a size range. The clamp comes in three different sizes. We prefer four kilos to 12 kilos. The smallest dog we've done so far is actually 2.8 kilos. So we're trying to help most dogs.
1: Yeah. For patient selection? Our
0: current preference is what's called B2, which is they have criteria for remodeling. Their heart is a certain size. They typically have what we would characterize as severe leak, which generally means that when the heart pumps, 50% of the blood is going forward out the aorta and 50% is going backwards. So they have severe leak. They either have not gone into heart failure yet we like that, or they've recently gone into heart failure. And certain breeds of dogs like Cavaliers, which get this disease a lot, we actually recommend that the procedure be performed at the B2 stage, rather than after they've gone into heart failure. We have done end-stage dogs, would prefer to intervene sooner. Early in our experience, we did a Cavalier that was clearly a stage D. That dog is alive over a year later, and probably would not have been alive more than another few weeks. We do not currently consider this procedure experimental. The procedure is done under guidance of transesophageal echocardiography. We also use fluoroscopy. One of the remarkable things that we see when we apply the clip, the heart rate immediately falls and the blood pressure goes up because the leak has been reduced.
1: Their heart has to work so hard because it has all of this extra work due to this massive leak inside of it. And then all of a sudden, this procedure stops the leak and the heart can just take a break and rest and not have to beat so fast. That's what it feels like. (laughs) I think at that moment in the video, it's a silent video. I honestly cried when I watched those videos. I couldn't believe it. I was just like, this is amazing.
0: If it continues on the pathway that it's on, this is going to be a very important advance in the field of veterinary cardiology. This will become standard of care at some point.
1: The new procedure is called transcatheter edge-to-edge mitral valve repair. What should we call it?
0: You can call it TER, T-E-E-R. You can call it an edge-to-edge. The device is called V-clamp, and that's what a lot of people call it the V-clamp procedure.
1: If people are interested in learning more or potentially signing up to get this done, what are the steps that they should take?
0: Especially if you're going to consider a procedure like this, it starts with evaluation and ongoing management by a cardiologist. We need a cardiologist in the loop before And we need a cardiologist in the loop afterwards.
1: Cool. This is awesome. That was a really good overview of this new procedure.
0: Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for being interested in this. We are very enthusiastic about what this might mean. So getting the information out is good. I worry a little bit that we might be overwhelmed (laughs) with cases, but we're doing the best we can to get other centers going.
1: That's amazing. Well, I just want to say thank you so much for taking the time to share all of this amazing information with us. And also thank you for all of the amazing things that you've done for pets with heart problems over the last few decades. You've helped so many pets and you've completely helped to revolutionize the entire field. We're just incredibly grateful to you.
0: Well, thank you. I'm not sure I'm worthy, but thank you. I'm just a veterinary surgeon with interest in cardiology and trying to help animals with heart disease.
1: I think I actually forgot when I first gave you your intro to mention that you were my professor when I was a vet student. So I'm just trying to pass you a course, <laughs> like everyone else.
0: Yeah, but... I, go, I go back a bit. <laughs> I'm not gonna say how long I've been there, but.
1: <laughs> That's what Google's goes for.